welcome to Raven Conversations, the show where we bring you the news and information around the Washington National Guard. I'm Sarah Morris, and on today's episode, Joe and I sit down with Captain Brady Plunkett, the operations officer for the 10th Civil Support Team. We caught up with the CST to talk about their recent deployment to the nation's capital to assist with the presidential inauguration, some exercises they have coming up, and checking in on missions we've seen in the past. Again, this episode is recorded on Teams, and it's a pretty short one, so I hope you enjoy. Be sure to follow us on social media. Stay up to date on all the cool events, stories, photos, and videos happening around the Washington National Guard. If you have a question, have a comment, or just want to say hi, send us a DM, PM, tweet at us, whatever, and we'll answer you. We also love to share and collaborate. Send us the photos or videos you take at Drill or AT, and we'll tag you. Are you an active Instagrammer? Well, you might be a perfect candidate to take over our account. Send us a message, and we'll set something up. To find us, do a search for WA National Guard. That's WA National Guard, and look for the blue check mark. All right. Good afternoon. Um, this is Sarah and Joe is here. And once again, we are on Teams. And today we are talking to Captain Brady Plunkett. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. Awesome. And uh, he is with the 10th Civil Support Team. And uh, I'll let him introduce himself and then we'll talk about what that means. Yeah, hi. Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, Captain Brady Plunkett, I'm the Operations Officer for the 10th CST. And then what is the civil support team? What does that mean? Um, So the civil support team is a full-time unit of 22 personnel uh, located on Camp Marie. And we we do a lot of things, uh, but we support civil authorities uh, for domestic sea burn incidents. Um, We identify and assess hazards. Uh, We give uh, our assessment to civil authorities and incident commanders. And then uh, we actually work in conjunction with the HERF and the SURF-P as part of the uh, Cree enterprise, the um, chemical response enterprise. What is a seaburn incident? Sorry, Joe, real quick. Yeah, no, you're good. Um, So that's kind of what's cool about being on the CST is that it's super broad. So uh, anything from, you know, a law enforcement agency calling us requesting support for like a white powder type incident uh, all the way to uh, our bread and butter, which is weapons of mass destruction. Um, So, for example, uh, you know, like hospitals, if they had a radiation incident, uh, stuff like that, we we respond to everything on that spectrum. So, I mean, for for Brady, this is your first time uh, being on the Raven Conversations podcast with Sarah and I. We've actually spent a little bit of time already with the CST and talking about some of their missions. Um, how did you find your way to the CST? Uh, actually, I, I didn't even know what a CST was, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, the AGR moves meeting happened and uh, I was, I used to be in 181 Brigade Support Battalion uh, and I was told my next assignment was the CST. Uh, and after, after meeting the, the soldiers and the command uh, at the CST, I just kind of fell in love with it, and it's it's definitely something I want to be a part of uh, for a long time. So you took over for Ryan Dykes, is that correct? Correct. Correct. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think we had Dykes and Conrad. Uh, we've had Dykes. I think we've had. We had Major uh, Watson Major for Watson. sure. We've had uh, 
uh, Warren Officer Jones. Yeah, had quite a few people on over the last few, you know, last two years, especially since we've been doing this podcast. And uh, we 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 love the CST, Brady. I don't know if you have had heard. I know we've talked. Um, if you've ever heard Sarah and I, we we love going out to CST. One because you guys always uh, have the cool assignments to cover, and two, the guys are so much fun to just hang out with in general. So. And three, yeah, you guys actually tell us what's going on. Yeah. yeah, I think the cool thing about the CST is, uh, you know, the the effort you put into to it, you know, for real world missions, uh, you know, there's like a tangible benefit to all the work you put in. Whereas, you know, in a traditional unit, um, you know, you could put in tons and tons of work and then, you know, something like a, a lightning storm comes in and then, hey, that range that you spent hours on is now canceled. Um, whereas... You know, at the civil support team, we have uh, just so many real-world missions uh, where you actually, uh, you know, get to practice those skills that you train on. Awesome. Yeah. I, what I think in the last couple months, and, and obviously with everything going on in COVID, um, the CST has been pulled in a in a number of different directions. I I know just a few weeks ago, I went and covered a story up in uh, Seattle. Uh, where they're actually analyzing uh, COVID tests. Um, we, we've also done recently a story where you guys went to SeaTac and actually did an exercise of a, of a mass, you know, um, seaburn incident at the airport with a plane that came in. And there's, there's always some really fun missions and trainings you guys do. Yeah, definitely. In fact, the, uh, the COVID mission in particular uh, I, you know, as an outsider coming into the CST, uh, we have so many talented people on the team. That was something really cool. I got to see it kind of from its inception all the way through proof of concept through actually doing it. Uh, we're one of the few states who took on that mission and were actually able to get the accreditation to do it. Um, like, you know, our, our nuclear medical science officer, uh, Second Lieutenant Akoli, just did a phenomenal job working with Department of Health uh, getting our our laboratory CLIA accredited and being able to actually help the state do that. Um, you know, several states, uh, they tried and their their Department of Health, that relationship just wasn't there and they weren't able to do it. So we've been able to support, I want to say, five or six different locations at this point. Uh, and it's been it's been a really cool mission. I think that, too, is also like a testament to how good you guys are at building those relationships, because if there's one thing that Joe and I have seen with all of our uh, times going out with the 10th CHT, it's that you guys have such great relationships with all of your major players within the state that you got, I know has been built over time and obviously goes back before you were there, but it is like super visible, I think, to anyone who sees the way you guys interact with the different agencies. Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah, being that you are newer to the CST, was the DC mission kind of your first real, you know, jump into actual live missions? Uh, no, actually, I want to say my first mission was on like day four of me being at the unit, uh, but, uh, you know, like smaller missions. But yeah, DC was my first uh, TDY assignment. Uh, and actually, um, I led the, the team. So I took a total of nine, eight personnel plus myself there. Uh, and that whole mission was kind of crazy in the sense that, uh, you know, we we planned for it, we trained for it. And then uh, about a week before the, the Capitol riot happened, uh, they were actually looking at turning away all of the CSTs 
um, from the west side of the the U.S. because there just wasn't a need. And then the riots happened. And then on top of uh, requesting all the CSTs uh, back into the fold, they you know they requested twenty thousand plus traditional soldiers. So uh, you know that like being involved in the planning aspect from you know three four months ago all the way uh, until the the riot uh, the riots at the Capitol, just being able to see the difference in what what it was being planned as before versus what it was after the riots was was crazy. So then, can you give us sort of the picture of? your experience there in DC. So you did the train up, you guys have as a CST done this mission before. And so I'm sure that there was things that you already knew, but then once you got to DC, what did that look like? Yeah. So we have a couple people on the team who uh, participated in the last inauguration. So um, they, they were giving me kind of some, some of their experiences and stuff to plan for, but all of that, you know, truthfully just went out the window. Um, my experience uh, for this inauguration is we originally, uh, you know, we weren't going to be taking too much equipment, uh, but then again, with the added security and everything that went on, you know, we ended up taking six tough boxes worth of equipment, um, which was pretty, uh, pretty crazy. But we got to DC uh, after we arrived, you know, we checked in uh, with the DC team and we kind of became part of their task force Seaburn, if you will. Um, but then, you know, like they gave us the tour of the DC armory and stuff, which is, I don't know if you've been there, but it's huge. Uh, it's a crazy large facility. Um, but I mean, they had so many people there. Uh, actually, when we drove in on the first night uh it looked like something out of a band of brothers uh like an episode of band of brothers like there was just formations everywhere gear everywhere uh armored personnel carriers like parked on the dc uh, armory's front lawn uh it, it was a really crazy sight to be honest with you awesome and then um after that how did it go did all of the cst's get together and then get sort of distributed throughout the district in in a certain way or was it like somewhere on shift and somewhere off shift or well so after after check-in uh we all kind of got assigned uh our you know our respective tasks or mission sets uh which you know greatly changed uh, again but um you know like major uran who's the deputy commander uh, was assigned as the liaison between task force seaburn and the uh, joint task force uh that oversaw like that whole operation of uh, 24,000 soldiers. Uh, myself, uh, my operations NCO, Sergeant Oxford, and our admin NCO, Sergeant Quantrell, um, we identified really quickly that there was a, a huge need uh, for some sort of like S4 type logistics work uh, in within Task Force Seaburn. Um, so we actually volunteered to, to run that. So I was the day shift. Well, I was the overall OIC for logistics, but then I ran day shift and those two ran night shift. Um, so between the three of us, we coordinated, it was just shy of like 165 transportation missions, uh, because we were doing 24 hour ops. So, you know, multiple, uh, people needed to go certain places, uh, and we coordinated all of that as well as like delivering out the meals and, and the water and stuff to people inside the green zone. Um, tech Sergeant Crocker, who actually just got promoted, uh, Master Sergeant Crocker now. Uh, he was the evening or the night shift commo in COIC, and the the commo piece to the DC mission was actually 
uh, really cool to witness as well because there's a lot of stuff that we talk about in theory, like you know our our what our equipment can do theoretically, but they actually you know used it the way um, the the capabilities uh, could be used. So they ended up putting a lot of a lot of equipment out in the field, and we were actually able to live monitor most of the equipment, which was really cool to see. Um, and then lastly, we had four survey personnel. So those are uh, chemical NCOs. Um, originally, their mission was to uh, sweep some of the with radiation and dirty bombs, sweep some of the areas in the green zone. Uh, but after the riots, the amount of uh, federal partners that were brought on scene kind of killed that mission set. So what they ended up doing mostly is uh, they our guys were the only folks that were assigned to an area with actual like where civilians could come up to the gate and check in and stuff. So they monitored that whole area for radiation, uh, dirty bombs, and then as well as, you know, just keeping an eye out for uh, terrorist activity. Okay. Um, that's really interesting. So we just, this morning, we spoke to uh, Major Parsons, who's with the Air Guard, he's with the 242 uh, Combat Communication Squadron, and they were with the JISC, uh, part of the JISC there. And they were also, so they only were talking about the communications um, scheme there. Did did the Camo guys for the CST, did they integrate with them in any way, or do you not know? Um, they didn't. So those, uh, the folks that were on, on with the JISC, uh, they were on a different mission set. So yeah. uh, our combo guy was uh, specific to the CSTs. Um, and then as well as making sure all of our, uh, like our personal devices, uh, which is our government cell phones, uh, they run right. a program called ATAC. And that was one of their duties is to make sure that those systems were working. So they had, uh, they ran into this problem with the structure of the buildings um, sort of interfering with their ability to, to maintain connection without adding additional equipment and sort of troubleshooting in the wild. And did you guys have any of those same issues or you weren't really inside at all? You're mostly outside. No, uh, we, we definitely were communicating uh, within the same range as those guys. The only difference is the and this is my assumption is that our equipment is is more um, determined or I guess easier to use for these types of mission sets. So they ended up putting a whole bunch of repeaters and all sorts of stuff uh, between the DC Armory and uh, the National Mall. And I could easily pick up a radio and talk to anybody on our team. Yeah, that was that that was them. That's what they said too about the repeaters is once they had all of that, the extra repeaters out, they they were much more successful. So. It's good to know. It's interesting since we just talked to him this morning, so I wanted to check it out. Yeah, I I don't have any actual further question about the inauguration. One of the one question I have, and we always know the CST has never has the next mission waiting too much longer. What's kind of on the horizon for you guys moving forward? Uh, yeah. So that's probably one of the one of the coolest things about being the operations officer on this team is uh, you know there's always something coming up. In terms of whether it's TDY, uh, you know, trainings or actual missions. So, uh, next up for us is uh, an exercise called Orca in Alaska, um, and that'll be in May. And then followed by that in July, uh, we have an exercise in Hawaii. I wonder if there's no Super Bowl because there's no people. 
you know, I haven't heard anything about Super Bowl this year. I think that um, if I had to guess the the regions supporting the Super Bowl, they they have enough staff because generally speaking, that's a mission that uh, enough people volunteer quickly enough that they don't have to ask people outside the region. So I think they have they have done the Super Bowl in the past, but I'm assuming that this year would. I mean, this could be wrong, but I'm assuming that this year would be a much smaller task force in general, just because there won't be any people. I mean, there will be obviously some, but it would be a very small amount of people at the stadium. Yeah, if if I had to guess, I bet you're right. Awesome. I want to go to Alaska. Well, we Alaska. always uh, we always look forward to having the PAO travel with us, so you're more than welcome. <laughs> All right, Joe, put me down for Alaska. <laughs> Let's get tech travel and let's do it. Cool. No. I don't no, I, think I have any more questions. No, I, di I didn't really either. I mean, Brady, you got anything else you want to add about the CSU yeah. or anything like that? Is there I mean, something your, your chance to talk? Is there something that we missed that we like blatantly just like blind to that you're thinking about that you really want to talk about? Um, nothing that you missed per se, but I think the the thing that I tell everybody about the CST is, uh, you know, I was M-Day for eight years, AGR for almost three, and I'd never heard of a CST. So I, I feel like most people uh, just don't know what the CST is or what we do. Um, but it's we have such a talented group of people on our team um, that I always just tell people, uh, especially if you're a, a chemical type person or an officer uh, who's wanting a MOS, or sorry, an AOC irrelevant position or immaterial position, to really consider applying uh, the next time we have openings because not only is it a really cool job in terms of uh, the mission set, but um, you know you really do get to grow quite a bit on the team. Uh, there's a lot of responsibility, especially interacting like with our local state and uh, federal partners. Uh, if you have like a interest in emergency management or those types of career fields post army, like this is definitely the place for you. I will say every time we do a post on Facebook about the CST, we generally get like one or two messages asking us, how do you join the CST? Um, and I think even when we did one recently about the inauguration support, someone um, inboxed us and said, hey, how do I get onto that team? And we were like, okay, well, you can't just like get out of the active duty and go straight into the CST. So it's good to yeah. know, but you guys are definitely popular whenever we post about you on Facebook. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think the the struggle is a lot of people don't realize that it's a full-time unit. So I, I get asked a lot um, if there are any M-Day positions and I always have to break people's heart and tell them no. Um, but we, when we advertise for positions, you know, it's just like anything else. We uh, advertise it nationwide and give, give everybody a shot. So uh, kind of the difference between a normal unit and I think the CSTs is, you know, we'll post a position and get five or six people um, from outside of Washington, uh, who, most of which are active duty that actually apply. So uh, it's kind of really competitive, but also uh, what may, I think what makes our team so good is the fact that we really do have um, some talented individuals. Well, unless Joe has anything else to add, I am good. And I appreciate you giving us your time. Um, Joe? Yeah, I, I got nothing else. No, I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, just keep us in the loop when you got uh, something else you want us to come out and, and cover down on. We're always happy to come out with the CSC. So 
Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I will definitely keep you guys in the loop uh, on our upcoming trainings and uh, crazy missions like inauguration. Yeah.